a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Congress loves cobbling together various types of legislation into big giant omnibus or big spending bills. Uh, we've obviously seen that just in the last little bit. Uh, 2,702 pages in the infrastructure bill. I still believe it will be an Olympic sport in 2024 to see how many reps someone can actually do lifting that uh, bill over their head. Uh, It could be a really compelling Olympic sport. I don't know if many members of Congress could actually get that done. Uh, But the problem with all that, of course, is that often you end up with something that is named one thing, uh, like infrastructure, uh, but includes fundings for climate change and child care and a host of other things. And there is a solution to this. There's actually a Utah model that could fix all of this. And former Congresswoman Mia Love uh, tried to actually get this done while she was in office. I think it's something that we need to come back to. And she has come back onto the program to talk about it today. Mia, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Boyd. Fun to talk about <laughs> this this stuff. That It's really interesting um, how we talk about this bill. And it's just the same thing over and over and over again. So as as you were a member of Congress, you you were often frustrated by the fact that, you know, you'd have the, you know, we shall be kind to puppies piece of legislation, but it actually, you know, spends money on something completely different. Uh, tell us about your approach to that and how uh, kind of that Utah model might actually solve it. Well, it was really interesting. One of the things that I was always incredibly frustrated about, not just me, but other members of Congress, were the great big bills, right, that um, had things that you had to vote for because you promised your constituents you would always vote for, but it was connected to things that you promised your constituents you would never vote for. And so it was really hard to hold people accountable because these um, must-pass bills had all of these just, uh, just bells and whistles of things that, if you didn't vote for it, you were going to be in trouble for voting against something that you promised you always would would vote for. And what that causes at the end of the day is massive uh, spending bills and, of course, a growing debt that barely anyone is talking about anymore. Yeah, it, so um, one of the bills that I introduced was one subject at a time. And the bill was very simple. It was a one-page bill that said <laughs> one page? any bill enacted one page. Anyone can read it. You didn't need a big think tank to tell you exactly what was in the bill. And it stated that every bill enacted must be limited to one subject, and that one subject has to clearly be stated in the title. Mm. So people can be held accountable for the bill that they, that they vote for um, that is not attached to other bills so they could be held accountable for everything they vote for and vote against. Yeah, and I I think that's so vital. It's interesting. So you introduced that bill in 2016, 2016, just Mm -hmm. five years ago. 
and really interesting uh, in that process as we were doing a little research, uh, getting ready for this segment with you, Mia, that at the time, at the time, we were only at a paltry $18 trillion uh, in debt. Uh, now, of course, we're uh, bumping up against $30 trillion, uh, and all the problems that that brings. Uh, but I also noted that you, uh, you, you took that proposal, really, it's a page out of the Utah Constitution uh, that requires right. that very thing. Yeah, as a matter of fact, most of the states um, in our country actually have that one subject uh, bill. So it was really interesting to me how most of the states had this, but our federal government didn't. And um, again, this is a way of, I think, really making sure that we hold members of Congress accountable. And every single bill has to pass muster on its own. It has to hold up on its own, and you can't just shove a bunch of other things um, with it. And I think that, believe it or not, something as simple as that would really solve a lot of our problems. Yes, Congress would have to work a little bit more um, because there would be more bills to pass, but we would know exactly um, what was going on, what we were passing, and we wouldn't have to um, expect members of Congress to read through uh, 2,700 pages of legislation that we just got Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I think uh, Dave and, uh, and Dejanovic this morning were, were calculating how fast you'd have to read to get through that, and I think they figured even it's if you, <laughs> you read it around the clock, it'd take you a week. Uh, but you, you raise a really interesting point, Mia, that I, th- I think we need to keep coming back to, uh, and that is this idea of the false choice. Uh, that you either you know have to vote for everything, uh, or you know you hate grandma or want to push grandma off the cliff, or you don't care about the environment, and and we we get all of these false choices. But by doing it one subject at a time, we could have transparency, which could actually lead to accountability. Because too often, I think we allow members to shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, you know, I really hated all of this stuff, but." You know, I had to vote for it uh, because we have to have, you know, whatever the subject of the day is. Well, it was funny how many people on social media actually supported this. The problem I had were with members of Congress. Um, (laughs) But for the most part, people from one end of the aisle all the way to the other end of the aisle were supportive of this because they had the same issues. Whether you were incredibly um, left on your policies, they they felt frustrated, too, that their members of Congress were voting for things um, that they didn't want them to vote for because it was attached to something that they did want them to vote for. So, um, again, this is this is about, I think, Article one of the um, Constitution and getting accountability back to members of Congress. It, it's incredibly simple, but I, I think that's the problem. We have to start simplifying um, Washington and it's just gone off the rails. Uh, it's just if you look at this infrastructure bill, I mean, you uh, it, it is I can't even believe I mean, 550 billion in in um, new projects at a federal level. You've got bridges, you've got expenditures on roads, waterworks, broadband, electric grid in years. I mean, it's just it's massive. It, it is big, and it's going to be fascinating. So as you look at the uh, the next 72 hours, which I think will be the really interesting time frame in terms of the Senate, uh, and also just a note on some breaking news just within the last hour, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he was fully vaccinated. 
but he is going to quarantine uh, for the next 10 days. Again, that's one vote uh, in a evenly divided Senate. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But Mia, as you look at it, what are some of the things that you're watching for or worried about as this uh, moves to debate and possible amendments on the floor of the United States Senate? Well, I think that um, one of the main things is the paying for the package. It's been a challenge for senators. Um, They've rejected ideas to raise revenues from new gas tax or other streams. And right now they're even looking at um, financing some of the, just having some of the funding sources um, come from the the $205 billion of untapped COVID relief. Um, Some of the states have returned um, and, uh, and so with, you see a lot of the up, um, the COVID rising again, um, it's going to be really interesting how many people fall off of that and say, well, 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 we're not okay with you using this untapped COVID-19 relief aid because we're, we're going to need it. So it's going to, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I think the biggest, uh, for budget hawks, at least, how is this going to be paid for? Um, and how do you sustain it? One of the things that we do on our local levels is when we're paying for roads, it's not just this one-time spending. At right. some point, you've got to you've got to figure out how you're going to maintain it, mm. because roads will continue to get potholes. They'll continue to uh, disintegrate. They they will continue to fail, and you have to have a um, a source of revenue that will continue to sustain this. And and Washington is not very good at looking into the future. That's right. It's that uh, instant thing uh, that matters. The cost is just an instant thing and it'll go away uh, and uh, much, much more to come in this discussion. Mia Love, we appreciate you carving out some time for us on a busy, busy day as things really ramp up. Um, We're going to also watch what happens with the lobbyists over the next few days as they try to get uh, things tucked into a bill that is likely uh, to pass. But Mia, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you so much, Boyd. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to go to the Olympics. We're going to talk about Michaela Skinner, and we're going to talk about how the weight was won. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.